Hey, Devil fans, you're tuned in to the Uncle Pucker New Jersey Devil Podcast, and here are your hosts, Chris Cole and Dan Martin. What's up, Uncle Puckers? Welcome to the Uncle Pucker New Jersey Devil Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Cole, along with my partner, Dan Martin. And uh, what's up, Dan? What's going on, Chris? How are you? It seems like we had a big game yesterday. It was pretty big. Uh, Devils, Capitals, uh, 5-1 win at the Rock Saturday night. That was friggin' huge. Um, so, I was looking at some stats, and before the game, we are have been 2-12 and against the Capitals in our last 14 games. Yeah, it felt, it felt like at least that. It felt like the Caps basically owned us. They have. Yeah, they they have. There was some demons exercise last night. Definitely. And uh, you know, uh, another thing that just huge, huge. Yeah, yeah. Let's what talk about game, yeah. let's talk about Jack. Yeah. And his uh, what do you call it, Gato? I think it was the Gato. It was. Uh, it, it gave a clue as to what you know spurred his performance of you know nailing that hat trick there. He said he had to go in the locker room and get some Gato in. Him. Who fucking talks like that? You know, he's in a rush. He's, I guess he's so. busy scoring hat-tricks, and uh, I can't argue with it. If if the, he, the kid wants to call it Gato because he doesn't have time for Gatorade, I'm all for it. He's Go just going to start texting in his uh, his uh, interviews from now on, just, you know, quick emojis yeah. and then back off to the ice for he the He followed Gato. up with, like, talking about, I guess, Matt McLaughlin asking ask him about... Um, you know, Lindy Ruff, and he's like, yeah, he's our he's our guy, you know? And it was like... He's the guy? He's our guy. He's, you know, it's like, okay, well, that's good. I, I think his intentions were good. Just, no, you know, he's, he's... He's a young guy, and it shows, and it was it was pretty funny. He'll get he'll get better with the media, you know? Uh, but, you know, I kind of... You and I have talked about this back and forth, you know, and, and in no way a, a, a Jack Hughes hater. I'm the farthest thing from it. I love him, and I'm super happy that he's on our team. And I think he's an amazing passer. He's an amazing skater. He does everything fantastic. But my one criticism, and I think this criticism now can be laid to bed, but my one criticism was I kind of felt that his first few years, like when he was up against, uh, you know, superstar talent on the other side, you know, yeah. whether it, you know, is a, you know, a Panarin or, you know, a, a McDavid and Dry Saddle, you know, well, Matthews. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and especially Ovechkin. Yeah. I've always I felt like he kind of he kind of shrank in those in those moments. Yeah, like and, I get it, I get and it. And you don't want to see him, you know, shine and stuff. And sometimes he didn't always do that. Well, last night he did. I Big mean, time. the kid had a hat trick. Two of the sweetest goals you'll ever see anyone score. Those first two, yeah, were just amazing. Well, they, I mean, they're all in a way they're all beautiful goals. Yes, and the. Shows like the variation of his skill, like so that first one that you're talking about, the one off his ass, yes. And it's crazy when you see it in slow motion. Then you got to go back and remember at full speed, he's doing that dangle, you know, like at, at full speed and and seeing it and and executing it perfectly. You know, it looks like total intention there. I mean, oh, you can was. get unlucky trying to pull that move off, but you can't even get close to that level of skill. Uh, with, without you know, very few people can do that. It was but just amazing. That second goal was a thing of beauty. I mean, there Trish was shot. I mean, there was about three inches there was forward a, of the of the goal line. Yeah, uh, yeah. And he nailed that shot. He had about a puck size opening to get it through. 
Not only and that, if he shoots it like dead on straight, I don't know if it goes in. Oh, he had to bank post. it off the yeah, mask. Yeah, he banked it off the yeah, mask. I mean, it was, it was fantastic. It was an amazing goal. So, so Hughes showed up huge last night. Yeah. And, you know, I loved the the Devils' game plan. They had a... Uh, they had a plan to deal with Ovechkin and not let him beat you, and they executed it perfectly. Yes. And uh, they kept him in check. They kept the whole team in check. And again, this wasn't... and The block shots. Oh, they were... It was incredible. And, and the guys, yes, they were playing their asses off, but Washington controlled a lot of that game. Right. A lot of that game was, was being played in front of Vanacek, and uh, they kept... Most of the shit to the outside. They yes. didn't give them what you said the blocks. They didn't give them a ton of good scoring chances. And when they did have them, Vanacek was there. Vanacek was there, and they didn't let him get hung out to dry with you know second and third rebounds. Um, now he didn't. He doesn't leave many rebounds. He helped no. himself big time. No, but there were times I think in the past when you know uh, a few years ago, last year, uh, they, the Devils goaltenders you know were stopping the first shots. But then there's the second and the third shots. There's far fewer of those. And then you could credit the goaltending for leaving less rebounds. But when there are any, it seems like we're getting there. And that's huge uh, defensively, too. It makes your whole unit work better that way. This team hasn't had goaltending like this in years. And, no, you know, and I think as Devil fans, we always talk about the PTSD of being a Devil fan. Like, you yeah. kind of wait for the other shoe to drop. Like, is this the game that, you know, we're just going to shit the bed? It's not happening. And it's, you know... This team, yes, a lot of things have changed in the locker room. They brought in, you know, we talked, you know, ad nauseum about the people they brought in, the changes mm-hmm. that Fitzgerald made. But the most important change is the culture in that locker room. Yeah. And I know it's a cliche sports term, but it is absolutely true when it comes to this team. This team, you know, what even though what Wood said after the first game, you know, I'm tired of being on a losing team. Right. He said what the entire locker room felt. Right. And uh, that, you know, now this is a culture of a team that, you know what, we might drop one in 13, one in 14 games, whatever the case is, but these guys... Like one in 15 now. One in 15. Isn't that crazy? You know, they they, they lost they lost a game against Toronto to a lot of really bullshit calls, yeah. um, you know, and that they could have... Let that bother them. They could have walked into the game in Buffalo and and use that as an excuse and you know not gotten over it. And you know maybe you think, okay, is this team for real or is the you know bottom going to fall Especially out? That first period because it was a frustrating first period. They're throwing everything in the kitchen sink and they can't get a goal. Right, and that's like where last year's team folds. If they came out for a good first period, which wasn't that often, they would follow it up with a shit second period. Like, yes. we're done, we're broken, something wrong in our heads. And that didn't happen against, you know, the, the and they, they didn't do that at all. They, they they played harder, and they got the goals. Their style of play, it really does wear the other team down. And you see it by the time that third period rolls around. The Devils, in most of these games, even the losses, they just controlled the puck. And, you know, they play a, a kind of, you know, feeling out first period. You know, they're, yep. they, they haven't started on fire. In most of their games. A few games, but most of them right. are great. The, the weakest period has maybe been the first period. Right. And the second and third period, they're just turning on. And by the third period, by the 10-minute mark of the third period, they are just outskating the opposition. I know. I feel like it's, it's got to be a lot of, of the coaching and at least the players' receptiveness to coaching because it seems like they're making the adjustments they need to uh, in the interim. You know, they're feeling out. 
and they're getting that feedback in the locker room, and they're and they're following through. They're mm-hmm. saying, okay, not just about the opponent, but like, okay, what are we doing with our game right? What are we doing it wrong? They're taking the advice. I mean, it really seems like they're at max coachability right now. Well, they, and they are very, very well coached, especially situationally. Yeah. You know, they they are very rarely now out of position. They're yeah. very rarely making a bad pass. Uh, very, you know, compared to last year, oh, where yeah. it just you know. Like we had more bad passes than good passes last year. Like I think it was the last three or four Devils that had had, had that have scored hat tricks. Mm-hmm. We lost the games. Yeah, you know, like it was so nice to That's see a hat story trick over and the last won. few years. Yeah, right? I mean, a bunch of goals, but you can't win a game. And you go to last year with Sharon Govich had the hat trick. I don't know if you remember that game against the. It was against the Panthers, and the Devils were up six to two. Oh, yeah, that was one of the earlier ones in the season, right? I, I'm, I'm not sure exactly when it fell, but yeah, we were up six to two, and we lost the game seven to six in overtime. Like, right. and Sharon Govich had a hat trick. You know, this that does not happen this year, and it, you know, no. you you just. When the more you watched them, the more you you know. Last year, you were like, "They're going to lose this fucking game," right? And this year, that thought doesn't even cross your mind. No, not at all. Um, you know, even in the game against Toronto, when they were down, I, I mean, I just felt like, "When are they coming back?" Because you know, you just knew they were going to come back. They and did they really three times. Did. <laughs> they, they did come back, but um, never at that point. Even being down two nothing, you're like, "Oh, they kind of dug a hole." Never did I think they're. Not. Last year they're down two nothing. You can shut the game off. Yeah, you know, like yeah, there was even sometimes they were up two nothing. You can shut the game well, off. That was a very good point. They uh, could not hold onto a lead, to save their life. They are losing very few leads anymore. Yeah, I mean, uh, they, I can't they, remember the last lead they lost in a game. They might have had a game in that last run where they were, had one goal. And yeah, they gave up two, but I don't think there was maybe if there was one, it was just one. I think we were. I think we gave up a lead to, in one of the first games we played against the Oilers when, and then that was the one that Graves had the, the goal, and then Brat scored like twenty seconds, yeah, second, twenty seconds after. I think we had a one goal deficit in that for game. about twenty seconds. We blew that. Yeah, for <laughs> about, exactly. But like, but especially after scoring, right? I, have they? Yeah. Have they oh no! Gone down two one after scoring the first. I can't think of a time that happened. No, I can't either. Yeah. Now, I do want to bitch about the Maple Leafs a little bit because we talked in the last podcast yeah. we did, and you were telling me about, um, you know, Murray and the, against the Wild kicking the the net off the morning. Yeah. I actually watched the, the the replay. It was like, how did how was that not called a penalty? Yeah, on him? we're not the only ones talking about that. The uh, coach for the Wild, his name is Casey, right now. You know, he mentioned, he said, this is a trend with this goaltender. It happened three times. You know, and the general manager of the, you know who the general manager of the Wild is, don't you? Oh, that's one of our guys. Yeah, Billy yeah. Garen. Billy Garen. Billy Garen. And, uh, yeah. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt your thought. Well, you know, it's noticed out there. And when you, I was watching those replays closely, um, two of the three, it's very obvious. Yeah. He's pushing it off on purpose. Yep. You could say, at best, giving him the benefit of the doubt that one of them might have been accidental. Which is about normal, and I get it. And sometimes, you know what? You have a, a, a net that's poorly moored, and it's going to happen, uh, but you know, it, it, not with that frequency. The opposition is going to be digging those moorings down to China every time they're playing Toronto from here on out. And yeah, you know, it's, it's nonsense. It, and, it, the, and, the, and the coach was saying, man, it breaks up your flow. Sure, it's it's not just that. Oh, that that would have been a goal. No, not necessarily. I mean, you got it. Scoring chances. And that would have been a rebound, and and you dig the puck back out, and you get another scoring chance because it's in a sequence. You right. have, have offensive pressure, and then here he is. He's just getting a whistle, and, and it's ridiculous. You know, I, I 
Toronto is quickly becoming one of my most hated teams, and I really want to play them in the playoffs. Now, la- like, what did they lose? Like the last five or six first round series that they were in, and I and I specifically I said, Toronto's the New York of Canada, right? Well, you know, they were talking after last season. You know, all the NHL talking heads were talking. You know, is the are the Maple Leafs going to blow this thing up? Or are they going to you know run it back with the players that they have? And they felt they had the players and the skill set to run it back with what they have. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like now, like the NHL is going to do anything yeah. that they can to make sure that the Maple Leafs are there in the end and they don't get bounced in the first round. And really nothing would give me more pleasure right now. And I'm sure some other teams throughout the course of the season are going to piss me off a lot more than the Maple Leafs. But Yeah, and you know, you know look, people will go, oh, you're being conspiratorial, this and that. Like, not necessarily. Let me explain. I think that... They don't sit around as a board of directors at NHL and say, who are we putting over this year? Oh, yes, definitely got to be our lease. No, but don't forget this. A lot of the NHL is based in Toronto. You're going to have a natural tendency to have some Toronto-friendly people working there. It's up to the NHL to maintain a neutrality. And I feel like if there's a groundswelling of extra support and from the officiating giving the benefit of the doubt every chance they get to the Leafs, I just to address that and say, like, we are neutral. Let's review this. Come on. Can we honestly say this is this is a fair call here? And be active on it, you know, the same way they would other issues. They want yeah. to be fair and run a fair league. They have to do that. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, until it, they do do something to change that, this is what, you know, we're going to have all season. You know, Maple Leafs, and, you know, that you're right. They do have to be a lot more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh you know they got to call it down the middle, and yeah. you know this it is getting stupid. Like they because Murray did that in the game against us. Yes. You know, the one time where you kick yep. the puck off. Now you know this is just his thing. He gets into trouble. He kicks the puck off. I mean the the net off the moorings. Right. But you know yeah. So I, I had a bit of a problem with that. But I the Saturday night game, the Maple Leaf game. I think that was the Devils' best game all year. And Very good. They showed so much resiliency. In the face of everything that went wrong there, and you know they were tooth and nail. They this did not team, want to let it go. No, this team though against the Capitals, they just, you know, they could have gone into this with the whole, you know, ah, these guys have fucking owned us, and you know, let's yeah. just give our best effort. And I know that that's not this team, and especially with Vanacek going in, in that, you know, he yeah. wanted to win that game, oh, yes, and I was very close to my prediction of a shutout. Yep. Um, but uh, you know, they they are playing with a purpose now. Like it, it's, it's now getting to a point where you, you know, they play their game. They dictate from start to finish how that game is played. Really and it, yeah, and it's, it's going to be Only really scary. You can improve. And this goes back to what you're talking about with the shutout. A couple too many penalties that didn't need to be taken. Last night there were way too a many penalties. Too many, and they're lucky that the power, the penalty kill was as sharp as it was because they killed three out of four. And when you think about it, the first penalty, they had to take that. It was kind of one of those weird opening plays where, you're, no, I'm not letting them get a great scoring chance. Or I have to take this guy down. Okay, let him go. I think that was maybe Siegenthaler. And, you know, yeah. every penalty after that was kind of stupid. Yeah. Um, Woods' penalty, you know, cost uh, Vanacek a shutout. Yeah, it, it did. It really did, I got to say. And, and it was unnecessary. He already hit the guy. The guy was knocked off the puck as he's falling down after throwing the hit. Let's put his hand out and, and grab him. Right. I mean, I, it's reflexive. You analyze these things in slow motion. It's, it's kind of not fair. But, you know, like, that's the one area and the only one I can think of that you'd want to pick on this team and go, here's what we got to do better next time. I agree. Now, 
ODB went down. Yeah, yeah. Bastion. I did not get a prediction on his return. Did no, I didn't. And I was going to ask you. This is where, unfortunately, our uh, executive vice, uh, vice, our ex- executive producer Evie is not here right now. Right. She yeah. would have all those stats for us. Sure. So we miss you, Evie. But um, I don't know. Um, what the heck was I saying? When Bastion's coming back. Bastion. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Oh, my God. ODB. Had a complete main, uh, brain fart there. Yeah, so, you know, that it, it, the one line that you don't want to fuck up. You know, the one yes. line you don't want to break up. They have been the most consistent line for this team all yep, year. Absolutely. And, yeah, so... And I'm, it affected the way they went. Now, you know, little sometimes he's like Chicken Little Spalding. You know, he's like, you know, he like worries a little too much. <laughs> he gets an idea in his head and he keeps repeating it. And he was like, oh, they've had to juggle the lines around so much. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, yes and no. I mean, it's kind of necessary when a guy goes out. That's true. Uh, but they did a great job. And I thought they got better and better uh, with the line combinations they had to make as the game went on, which is really good. That's a great sign because through the course of the season, a guy's going to go out for a game or so mid-game. And that's a challenge, man. It you is. Don't have, you know, it fucks up your lines. You have to deal with that. And they did a great job dealing with that. Well, it looks like, you know, they're going to be calling up uh, Alex Holtz then. Um, oh, is that if, right? If, you know, I'm guessing yeah. he would be the natural choice yeah. if uh, ODB is out for any kind of uh, extended time. You know, let's hope that right. he's not because, you know, he's a, a hell of a player and this team when needs him. When are we getting him. plot back? What was that? When are we getting plot back? Uh, hopefully by January, I think. Yeah, you do that. You still have some juggling to do, but... You know, but, you know, I think... I guess Holtz is more of a direct plug-in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Zetterlin played great last night, and, you know, I think... You, you like him? He did, he did. I don't I understand... His, uh, his goal celebration was kind of It hilarious. was terrible. Uh, I was like, did you just score a hat-trick, too, that I missed? Because that was a little over the top. But good for him. He, he did this weird put the stick behind his back thing, and he was like holding it with both hands and skating. Like it was just a strange thing. I never saw anybody do that yeah. before. Usually, I see him happened. ride the stick, whatever. But that I his felt was like just, he was going to ride the stick, and, and he, he changed his mind. I, 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 or I the stick know. got stuck. I don't. I don't know. But it was, he looked fucking terrible doing it. He was very excited, and it was a good goal. So you know, what was one of the best things about last night's game going into the third period with a three goal lead and not blowing it yes. like uh, the Rangers did on Saturday. Isn't that embarrassing? Three goal lead, and you let in four unanswered against the Oilers. I mean, that was typical fucking Ranger hockey. Play a great couple of periods, and then rest on our laurels, sit back, watch the rest of the game, puck watch the rest of the time. Don't worry, we have the best goalie in the world. He'll bail us out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's what they did. You know, that they did it in the playoffs last year. They did it, you know, all the games that they lost to Pittsburgh and Carolina. That's the reason. If the, if the Rangers played uh, those series complete 60 minutes, like the, the games that they won in those series, they probably would have four or five, you know, yeah. and, and moved on because they are that talented. They, they, they are. They don't seem like they have the coaching and the work ethic uh, that, that what that's you call it. team culture. Well, and I hope that's what pulls us over. That's the key. Because yeah. you look at the Rangers, they are an, an extremely talented group of hockey players. Individuals. They're not a great team. Yeah. And uh, you know, the, that could have been said for the Devils the last couple of years, but not this year. Right. And uh, it's crazy what, what a... One season makes and a change, you know. I mean, yeah. you you saw glimpses of this from the Devils last year. You saw little glimpses where you yes. would just—it was so the potential. Was like, wow, I want to see that team, right? 
Yeah. And it would just frustrate the shit out of you because you're like, if we just had, you know, solid goaltending, we can do this, you know, every night. Right. And, uh, you know, now they do and they are. Yeah, because you know what? It takes like people are humans want some kind of reward for their effort. And I think as individuals, if you're going to go and bust your ass as hard as possible, even if you have the best intentions of doing so, it's so much easier when you know, if I do this, I will get a winning result. When you had so many things that were not consistent. Right. You know, you don't get the defensive effort, uh, you know, when you need it, timed with the goaltending when you need it, timed with the, you know, uh, the scoring when you need it. Then everybody kind of gives up way too often. And now I feel like everybody pulls in more because they feel like, no, if I do this, we will get the result. And the proof is there. First place in the Metropolitan Division. But, you know, we talk about teams that owned us, you know, talking about Washington. The Rangers have owned us. Absolutely. The Rangers, in our last 10 meetings, Dan, against the Rangers, guess what our record is? Last is it, 10. Is it 5-5? Five and five? No, it's not. It's we not. were severely owned. Uh, definitely, what do we get, one or two out of those? One. We're 1-9 wow. and nine in the last 10 meetings wow. against the Rangers. Wow. And, uh, you know, yeah, they came off. And, and listen, uh, they came off. They played two good periods against uh, against Edmonton. They even had a goal disallowed. Sure. Um, but they played well. But the, the third period, they again, they just puck watched. And this team mm-hmm. just skated all around them. And you go chasing that puck, guess what? That puck, you're never moving faster than the puck. Right. You know, <laughs> so they, they were constantly out of position. And bad turnovers in the defensive zone. And uh, it led to great scoring chances. And Edmonton capitalized. That's not a team you fuck around with in Edmonton. You know, you have to lock it down. You have a three-goal lead, you lock it the fuck down. They could not. And they could not. And so how are they? I know the buildings, it's at MSG. You know the building's yeah. going to be on fire. Yeah, you know they don't uh, want to turn in a performance like that in front of their own home crowd. They They're want their Igor chance. Yeah, exactly. Drives me fucking crazy. But, yeah, they're going to be, especially after that game, you know that they got their asses chewed out. You know that they're, you know, mm-hmm. looking at the Devils right now as one of, if not, you know, the, one of the best one or three teams in the entire NHL. So, again, it comes down to a litmus test for the Rangers. How are they going to play against us? And I just, from watching the Rangers, they can't keep up with the Devils. Yeah, I'm just concerned uh, for a couple things that, you know, the days of sneaking up on teams are pretty much over. Yeah. You know, you're at the top of the division. And then when you're the Rangers, they've got motivation to play a better game because they just came off of a really horrible performance that cost them points big time. And it was kind of humiliating. So there's that chip that has nothing to do with us. And then they have us, you know, like, hey, this team, we own this team. But guess what, guys? This is not the same team anymore. Right. Look what this team is doing. If there's any amount of preparation and humility in the team, they're going to come in prepared for the Devils. Uh, and I, I hope the Devils are, you know, put their best game out there because I think the Rangers are probably going to have one of their better defensive efforts. That's what's been lacking for them is a good team effort, a good team defensive effort. And if this doesn't spur them to do that, then nothing will. You know, well, you know, I think it could also go the complete opposite. Yeah. You know, I think that they. This Ranger team again, you know, are they a good team or are they just a collection of really good players? And that's a, you know, Gerard Gallant's got to get these guys playing as a team. Look, they made it to the Final Four last year. They were in the Eastern Conference Finals against Tampa. Basically, anything less than that this season is mm-hmm. a disappointment. Yeah, that's right. And where they are right now in the standings is a huge disappointment. Yeah. This team's supposed to be a hell of a lot better. They have the best 
goaltender on the planet. Uh, and, uh, you know, you got to play better in front of him. I mean, yeah, you and, just look at the skill level as individuals on that team. It's a good team. It's a good team. It's one of the top teams in the in the conference, in the league even. But yeah. it, like you said, there is not a lot of cohesiveness. They are not playing as a team. And for the Devils, you kind of hope that continues. You know, you'll have a chance to really carve them up if, if that. If that's I think the that's case. a possibility. Yeah. But I, I don't. I don't think that that is going to happen. I do think I agree with you. I think the Rangers are going to be very hungry for this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were embarrassed, um, dude. How crazy is that stat? That anytime he sure scores, the Devils or Devils are undefeated. Anytime he scores a point, that's yeah, crazy. It is kind of crazy. I would love to see a spread of like. Uh, how that pans out for each player, and if there anybody else uh, who's you know like got something even close to that, because that is kind of weird and unique. Uh, I know, I, you know I've never heard it into before. Streaks, and this is another streak for him to love. So you think uh, this is all just Spalding? Well, no, it can't just be that. I mean, because I, there's not another devil who owns that right now. So that's that is interesting. But did you hear dispossessed last night? I, yeah, I, I dispossessed. Dispossessed. <laughs> that's his new word. Yeah. He. he yeah, that's his new one. I he think was foreclosed he, I think, of the puck. I, it, I like. think he's trying to make that one his own too. Like I'm trying. I think that yes. he wants that to be his word, his thing. You know, he's because yeah, I never heard anybody say it, and he said no. it so many times in last night's uh, broadcast. Yeah, he so, was dispossessed of the puck. He was dispossessed of the puck. Said it at least three or four times. So. As if it was in a bad divorce. He was dispossessed of the puck. <laughs> Damn. Know. That's a weird one. It is a weird one. Hey, guess what? What's that? We have a sponsor. We do. We, we have a do. sponsor. This is exciting. Yes. Uncle Puckers is brought to you by Used to Be's Island Eatery. Used to Be's located at 287 Route 35 in Manilokan, New Jersey. I'm telling you guys, this place, some of the best food. Burgers, tacos, thin crust pizza, Great entrees. They have uh, tons of beers on tap. They have wine. They got TVs. Anytime you want to go in, you want to watch some NFL, you want to watch some World Cup soccer, you want to watch some New Jersey Devils hockey, you go there. They have everything you need. They have live entertainment every weekend. Don't think just because this place is on the island that it's just a summer joint. Don't think that, Dan. That's right. Because it's not just a summer joint. No. In the offseason. That's right. This place is hopping. It's when the locals come out. That's it. And it's fun all year round. Live music every weekend. They have bar trivia. They have bar bingo. I mean, it is one of the best places on the island. And the one of the my favorite things about used to be is, is hey, you coming home, you want to catch the face-offs at 7 o'clock, you're running a little late, you need a little bit of food, you want to get a beer, but you don't have time, there's a liquor store. Part of the bar. You walk right outside the bar. There's a liquor store. That's what we call I package got, goods. That's right. We got it. So All whatever there. spirit you're into. Used to be's. Used to be's. Route 35. Located at 287, Route 35, Manilokan, New Jersey. You can check them out at usedtobees.com. That's usedtobees.com. Okay. That's our read. Fantastic. I yes. heard that you, it's the preferred bar of some of the New Jersey Devils, but that's a story for another day, right? It has been told to me through very reliable sources. That Jesper Bratt absolutely loves the sesame tuna. Absolutely loves it. That's fantastic. Yep. If yep. it's good enough for Bratt, people. This is true. Yeah. He uh, apparently frequents. So there you go, Devil fans. So what do we have on tap this week, Dan? What games do you uh, do you know off the top of your head? Hmm. Well, we definitely have tomorrow night, the Monday night versus the Rangers. 
Um, that's going to be one to watch. I think we sure. have the Predators, Exciting. right? Uh, yes. Yes. So we have Predators on Thursday. That's another team that has owned us. They real. I mean, I guess we're kind of at that point after the last few seasons that basically every team owns us. Yeah. But I don't know what our record is the last couple of years against the, the Predators, but I, I don't think it's very good. So Yeah, I think that's true. And then we round out the week Saturday against the big game. Flailing Philadelphia Flyers. Right, but you know what? This is another chance to right the wrongs in this season. You know, our opening game, our opening failure uh, to the Flyers, it's time to right that wrong. All right, so we lost to the Red Wings, and mm-hmm. then we went to Detroit, and we punched them right in the face, right? And then we lost to the Capitals, mm-hmm. and then last night we punched them right in the face. That's right. We have the opportunity on Saturday to go into Philly and punch them right in the face. Yeah, absolutely. And take that loss back, and then the next time we play the Leafs, we got to get that one. Yes. Yeah, so, absolutely. And, you know, those those division games are huge, too. Yes, like they we are. talked about that. Like it's, they're double points. Yes, you don't win those that. points, you give them to your division rival. You can't have that, and uh, not just for bragging rights or you know evening the ledger board against the Flyers who have one up on us this season. You know, not too many teams can say that, and we're pretty far into the season already. Not too many teams can say they're one up on the Devils for the season count. Four of them can. That's about it. Uh, well, yeah, but we've kind of like even the ledger board. Yes, we have. And unless right. the Flyers are not, you know, that was game one. Right. You know, I mean, that was, this is not the same devil team. And, it, and it's quite frankly, it's not the same Flyer team. Right. I mean, they are playing some really, really bad hockey. And again, the other team problems. that can say that we didn't even up with the Leafs like you talked about, they're not in our division. So, no. I mean, it's important, but so it's it's still... It, the you know. Flyers are only sitting at 19 points. They're second to last in the Metropolitan Division. They're mm-hmm. three points, four points, rather, above the Blue Jackets, who are sitting in last. And they have, you know, Blue Jackets have two more losses. Flyers are 7-10. and 10. So, I mean, and five. So I'm sorry, 7-10-5. They have 19 points. This, John Tortorella has come and rescued Philadelphia... He's yeah. put the entire city on his little shoulders, Way to go and he's going to carry them to a Stanley Cup championship. Hmm. I don't think that's happening. But Carter Hart is an extremely good goalie, and probably yeah. the only reason they have 19 points is because of Carter Hart. Yeah, most likely. And, you know, so the um, the Predators, have you watched any Predator games this year? I have year? not. What's going on with the Preds? I really haven't seen much. Um I don't even know where they are in the standings. Well, uh, yeah. Um, they right now are, where are the Predators? Why did that happen? It looks like they are. They have uh, yeah, nine wins, nine 20, losses. Looking at 500, yeah, 20 basically. 20 points. 20 points. And, you know, they're, they're towards the bottom of the Central Division. Yeah, they're sixth. Yeah. So, you know, only the Coyotes and Blackhawks are, have, you know, less points than they do in their division so you know on paper when you look at the standings not knowing how they match up it's one the devil should win um but you know truth is anything can happen we know that you know that's a that's a fucking shame that the blackhawks are doing this bad like this is the fucking chicago blackhawks you know, those yeah. are original six you know what are they doing out in chicago they're not winning hockey games <laughs> or football games yeah but Jesus, man, they got to get your shit together. It's the fucking Blackhawks. Yeah, come on, uh, it, it's been, not a good time. For they've them. been bad for way too long. 
Yeah, they did have a nice run there for a while. Yeah, they did. But um, that looks like it's come to an end. We'll see. But so. yeah, out west, you know, we still have um, the Jets playing well. Golden Knights just dominating. Seattle uh, looks yeah, great. Right? They're yeah, a little, little, little surprise team so far this year. And I like it. I yeah, like I do it a too. lot. Right. And um, I said it before. If I if I just started <laughs> watching hockey now, I would probably be a Kraken fan. I would think every kid, too, because this is a cool logo and everything. You know? The colors are yeah, cool. It's, it's awesome. a cool city. They play up way the fuck up there. And, you yeah. know, nobody, you know, it's like they're forgotten about. I mean, yeah, the Canucks are up there, but and that's a cool thing too. Like, finally, the Canucks have a fucking rival. Yes. You know, they have somebody. You know, it's right across the border, and you got that old. You know, goes back all the years of of cracking Canuck. Yeah, Smash Mouth hockey. What we need is a team in Portland too. You know? How come Portland only has a basketball team? I, I think don't... It, they should get a hockey team. Back in the day, they used to have a hockey team, and we could like the Portland Hipsters or something like that. That would be fun. I don't like the name. It will make them all come out with like what is very much a fashion NHL, a goofy mustache. Yeah. You know, and I'm okay with yeah. most of the mustaches, but and I'm not going to direct this at anybody in particular because the guys should know who they are. Anytime that you have a mustache and it even slightly resembles Adolf Hitler's Get rid of it. Some of these guys are wearing some narrow mustaches. My Makes point, you wonder if they're aware of history. Exactly. Right. <laughs> you, somebody in your fucking life has to be like, you know, yeah, yeah, not a good look. I gotta be me. Yeah, but you know, you look like Hitler right now. Right. So anytime you're getting close to that, I think you gotta shave it off. Yeah. So they should all I'm come out like with big idea. bushy mustaches. Yes, it does look cool. Especially, yeah, maybe like a handlebar thing. Yes. Um, Portland. Hipsters, they could have the handlebars, mustaches. Right. They could have all natural leather equipment, right? Go back right. to those natural leather leather yep. gloves and everything. Uh, you know the vertical rolls on the goalie pads and everything. And um, they would just be too cool to like even try. They'll just go out there and skate around. One guy's on a, a bicycle with a giant front wheel. You know, like it, it, the refs are like, I don't even know if this is legal. I'm thinking it's They're the way to go. Whatever. Everybody's gonna want to play them. You're gonna destroy them. Yeah, but they don't care. No, they There's, don't care. Whatever. Cool. They don't care. Yeah, no, it doesn't it. matter. Indie songs all the time. That's, That's it. That's it. Just indie songs. Uh, okay, let's put a team in Portland. Uh, yeah, Fred Armisen. He Do, could be the coach. Do you, you know, know... Dream of uh, of the 90s, the live. <laughs> Do you know that we're tied right now with 36 points with Boston? That is beautiful. Uh, you know, we're almost... We're flirting with the conference lead. And this is great. Um... We're definitely on track to, you know, have a collision course with Boston for dominance in the conference, right? Looks I mean, that way. It uh, totally looks that if way. If you're looking at the teams right now, you got two dominant teams in that division. Yeah. In that uh, conference. In the conference, and, right, right. I mean, there's a clear leader for each division. Um, you know, and Maple Leafs, uh, they're not too far behind in points behind the Bruins in their division, in their, uh, in the Atlantic. But um, so it looks like we got well five points difference. But the Maple Leafs have played two more games, so there's that. So the Bruins have a pretty good lead, and uh, you know there's actually just about the same amount of daylight between the Devils and the uh, Islanders, so. which is a very good hockey club. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yes, they are an extremely good hockey club. Sorokin's playing fantastic in goal. That's going to be a tough out. Whoever gets stuck with them in the playoffs, that is definitely going to be a tough out. Definitely. And, I mean, I have a uh, 
pucks and pitchforks uh, uh, by an uh, article here by uh, David Holliday, mm-hmm. and it's uh, Devil's Quarter Season Grades. So, um, yeah, he put a, he put at the top six forwards, and he gave some grades, and he gave some bottom six forward grades. So Okay, uh, I'd like to hear this. All right, I'm not going to read through uh, everything he writes, but um, he has Jesper Bratt. Like the teacher's comments? Yeah, you know, I mean, he goes on, the teacher's comments. goes on about Jesper Bratt, and he's, you know, well, like, he has one of the best devils. He likes Sesame Tuna. <laughs> you know, his two-way <laughs> yes. play is underrated. Sure. Um, the devils are kicking themselves in the Talks ass that, much they in class. that they didn't get, <laughs> they didn't get a deal done. Uh, with yeah, absolutely. Them. Yeah. yeah, you know that really. I really hope that doesn't come back and bite him in the ass. Yeah, but absolutely. um, you know, sign this guy. Hey, look, if he decides to go the way of you know Johnny Gaudreau and test the market and be a, a you know big high price free agent out there, use Johnny Gaudreau as a cautionary tale because his team sucks and right. he's not helping them. And right now, Brat is on a team that I believe in the next four or five years is going to win a Stanley right. Cup. So but he might be also saying that guy is taking baths in $100 bills right now, so I don't care. That's a good point. You know, But whatever. I mean, it's all crazy money. So right? he has a rating of an A+. Plus. I, um, I concur. He's yeah. An A-plus player. Good. I mean, A-plus season, looking great. Jack Hughes comes in number two. 21 games, eight goals. This is before the hat trick. Mm. Uh, so... Uh, 22 points, so he's at 25. I don't know. Did he only have three points last night, or did he assist on any other he goals? He might have got picked up an assist. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, you know, he, he goes on about, about Jack and just a lot of things that we touched on already that he's pretty much all around awesome. Rating is an A. Hmm. Eric Holla. Yeah. Eric Holla has uh, had high danger chances, has failed to bury him, but his play has been pretty consistent overall. And I'm only mm-hmm. reading this one because it's short. Mm-hmm. He can keep up with faster guys, plays well defensively, and his effort is never in question. He might be playing a little up the lineup, but he doesn't. But he does improve this roster. He gave him a B minus. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm not going to argue with these letter grades. I don't know, you know, what kind of curve they're on, but I'll say Eric <laughs> Hall. I will agree with him. He adds more than just on the score sheet. I feel like he's bringing some steadiness, some veteran savvy and a work ethic that doesn't always show up on a score sheet. I know he wants it to. He's been working at it and um, it's probably gonna, you know, Uh, I'm not worried about that, but yeah, definitely. He's, if, if you were only worried about points, I think you'd miss out on what Hall is bringing. Well, I don't think we got Hall up because we needed, uh, you know, another sniper in the lineup. I agree with you a hundred percent. Yeah. Nico. Yeah. It's 20 games, nine goals. Again, this does not include the points from Washington, so don't email us yelling when we, you know, we read this. He had 23 points or whatever. Right. So uh, it says here, Heischer's had a few bad games to start the season, but once he got his game legs back, he has been an absolute on an absolute tear. His defensive game has always been there, but this season he has shown a shot... He has shown a shot that has become downright dangerous. That shot yeah, from the top of the nasty. circle. Who's that look like? It I mean, reminds me of Claude Lemieux in '95, oh, just okay. beating Hextall every time in that '95 Cup final or um, Eastern Conference final. Yeah. But that shot, he loves that spot. Yes, and when he hits a target, you can't stop it. Yeah, I mean, he's had a, a, quite a few goals from that spot this year. He's been a lot of fun to watch. Has and, been uh, such a solid leader. It's it's been very important. I think uh, you know he means more to this team than I even realized. I agree. Going into it, I agree. I did not think that he was such an integral part of this team and and I really had my um 
doubts about whether or not putting the C on him was a good idea. I know. I was looking for somebody a little bit more, like, you know, seasoned or whatever. But looking back on it now with all the success, maybe one thing I missed was that he is also, like, he's like the uh, the oldest kid in the class. So we yeah. have so all these kids out there, but he's the one kid in the class that has that maturity. It could be like the... The go between between the older players and right. the coaching staff and the, and the rest of the young core who see the, him as one of them because he is, but he's also one of the more mature younger players we have. Hey, he's kind of in the sweet spot. That's right. a good way of putting it. Yeah, maybe that's what they saw in him that I, I was kind of missing uh, for a while. And I, I have to agree. They gave uh, Heisher here a rating of an A plus, and I can't disagree with that. Yeah, good. I thought these were ranked. I'm like, this motherfucker give him a C? No, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. He's just going right. through the top gotcha. six. So the next guy, I again, I've said it on this podcast, I was wrong about because I was very adamant at the end of last season that this dude did not belong in the lineup. He did not belong on this team. He was you know, missing in action for three quarters of the season last year. Mm. But Tomas Tatar has really kind of found his place on this team. Definitely. And is... Proving me completely wrong. He is one heck of a hockey player. And, uh, yeah, it says here, Tatar, well, right off the bat, Tatar had a bad first season in New Jersey and didn't live up to expectations. He was fighting for a roster spot in training camp with Andreas Janssen, who found his way down to the AHL. While Tatar was not quite that bad, he looked ready for a third-line role at best. That was probably going to be... Then he was probably going to be shipped out at a trade deadline. And as of right now, he's finding success on the top line, and he looks good on both ends of the rink. And, yeah, I mean, it is possible that, yes, possibly Tatar can be packaged this year or traded. It wouldn't shock me, but what he's done with this team right now, I completely love. Uh, He's really become one of my favorite skaters. He's got great work ethic, and he's like, seems like he's all business, and he's, he's also a good, like... You know, on the veteran side for yeah. these guys, it counts yeah. for a lot because yeah. you know they are so, they are so young still. And they gave him an A. Yeah, Fabian Zetterlin. Hmm. So Zetterlin uh, says here, you know, goes on about his strong at the end of last season. He looked pretty good. Um, he was playing up in the top line uh, for some of the the season and found chemistry with those line mates. Um, coaches clearly trust him and he's even getting some power play time uh so fabian zetterlin what do you think about him you know i go i go back and forth a little bit with him um earlier on i was kind of happy when like all right you know nice camp uh he's going to be out of the lineup because you know we don't need him on this team and we're not worse off for not having zetterlin in the lineup but, um, you know, he came into the lineup at a time where we were like, we got this big hole with Palat going out, and, you know, we're going to need some help. And he, you can't ask anything more. No. He's done fantastic. He's been great on the puck both ways and, has, you know, done everything they asked him to do. And he's got one of the weirdest but most exuberant, you know, celebrations yes. of, any, of any player out yeah, there. Yeah, the guys need to be like, dude. We're super psyched that you scored that goal, but don't ever do that. Do you think that, that kind of like fight thing ended up not even a fight, but whatever the fuck that was? You was think he was making fun of him? I don't know. I, I hope he was. No, I, yeah. but, but, but there was well, no reason. Just ran over him. I don't know why Zetterlin got the box. Why did Zetterlin get the penalty? That was bullshit. He okay. Have the penalty. But I think like both 
the player who ran him over, which I can't remember who it was, right. and uh, the ref were like, fuck you, you're going to box. Right. I feel like both right. of them were kind of like, like what just, was that you did? Yeah, you do that shit again, you've been thrown out of a fucking game. Yeah, sit in the box right. and think about how you're supposed it, to act like you've, you belong here. Exactly. You know, like, you, you, like, this isn't the last goal and win the Stanley Cup final. That, it, he's like, well, wh- what am I getting in the box for? And we couldn't see the ref's lips, but he was like, did you see your fucking celebration? Sit down. He, yeah, he was think genuinely about confused, and the call itself was bullshit. He really just got ran over. He didn't he, do anything. Do a thing, um, but you know he got. I don't know. I really, I would love to know if that had something to do with that or not. He got an A. So in the top six, we have straight A students, except Eric Holla, who fucked the curve up with a B minus. It's all right. All right. How about the bottom six? I mean, I can't uh, see how you can go too much further. He has, even has Andre Palat in here playing six games because he was. What out? I mean, in the first I don't two know games, what, like the whole team I, you know what? Like, I don't understand why Palat would even be in. Actually, here. the second game in, Palat was awesome. Yeah, he had two goals in that game. Yes, he did. Yeah, well, he had three. He has three points for the season. All three are goals. Uh, we know what's going on with Palat. Like, I'm not going to fucking read what this dude wrote about him yeah, playing yeah, six I, games. Should, I mean, I think he just wanted six guys to shit on. I, 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 I mean, I can't shit on Palat. He gave I mean, him a B. I mean, for yeah. six games, okay, I'll give you a B. Look, if he ends up uh, being injured all the time, um, sure. Oh, don't say that. I, I get that. That's a because it's so much fun to think about how good this team's going to be when he comes back. Absolutely. Igor Sharangovich, he's got uh, twelve points in twenty-one games. I've always felt Sharangovich runs hot and cold. Uh, he know, does. He, yeah, he does. Like just go away at times. If he was as intense and on as he could be at all times, he's fucking nightmare to play against. He, he, I mean, he's amazing. And he's very good defensively. I mean, the kid, he can definitely play, kills the penalty. He's good. Yes. Um, uh, I think he's still developing. I think, yeah, I think he has an extremely high ceiling. Yes. And, uh, you know, the way, again, what the Devils are able to do this year that they weren't able to do last year, I think is going to be extremely beneficial to guys like Mercer and Sharon Govich. Last year, they were... You know, they were the only guys that we needed. We depended on them for right. offense. We depended on them to win games. And this year, you can kind of drop them down to the third line, even sometimes the fourth line, because really, from two to four, it really doesn't matter in my opinion. It's not that there's a drop off in skill and right. a drop off in production, so they're pretty much interchangeable. Uh, but you know, you're talking about these dudes now can just develop their game. You know, they're still super young, and I think that we expected, we asked a lot of them last season. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this this and, kind of stuff can can kill players, right? Like, throw them in, you know, way over their heads too too early because your organization doesn't have anything else right. to play, uh, especially with certain positions. But yeah, and you and do that a lot, and you're, you're pumping through, you know, young talent, and you're destroying them, and you're you're basically turning it's like the Jets do to quarterbacks. Yeah. So Igor Sharangovich got an A, and then he goes into Dawson Mercer, and basically the the same thing that. We just said about Sharangovich can all be applied to Mercer. He's, Very similar trajectory for yes, both these players. Right? Very high ceilings. Yeah. I mean, these are dudes that, you know, in a couple of years, they can crack off, you know, 40 goal seasons. Yeah. You know, they do have that skill. Yeah. Um, Mercer's just a little chippy pain in the ass, and I like that. And yes, he, he does have that potential to be the pain in the ass player that you don't want to play against because he's just such a pain in the ass. To that's play it. And uh, it drives teams insane. That's good. You need a guy like that, always. Yeah. He got a B. Uh, Jesper Boquist. Yeah, Boquist, again, you know, he's he's Boquist. He's a good piece to the puzzle. He's a fast skater. You know, I, I just, you, you're going to get, 
occasionally some depth, right? Yeah, it gives you some depth, and he, you know, again, he's not he's not bad, but don't expect him to be a guy that's going to put up a shitload of points. Um, you know, he's a very good bottom six winger. Mm-hmm. Uh, C minus. That's the lowest score so far. A C minus. Yeah, you know, the only thing I'll say is I think you can get a little bit more out of him. I don't think his ceiling is as high as some of the other guys we're talking about. No, but I think he can achieve a better uh, standard than we've seen so far, uh, at least like with consistency. I agree. Yeah. Uh, and the next guy is probably the only guy on the team that I would be okay with wearing a C on their jersey. Uh, that's Miles Wood. Mm. You gotta love his play this year. Absolutely. I mean, and he's using you know he's just such a physical dude and he's so fucking fast and he brings a, that heart to i think to the the character and the heart to that lineup yeah like it comes from him like he he just when you watch him skate too that he brings like that urgency that energy that uh right few players can can bring you know even with all the silky smoothness of jack hughes he doesn't make you feel like he's trying as hard as and, and working as hard as miles wood you know, and that's that's uh, you know just kind of like their personalities, the way they play. It, it, it's nice to have somebody with that kind of personality in, in Miles Wood. Wood it seems to me the kind of guy that when this team makes a playoff run, when they get in, mm-hmm. it, that Wood is one of those dudes that I think is going to shine in that spot. Yeah. Uh, I really do. Um, he reminds me a little bit of uh, Jason Arnott. I agree. You know, um, he kind of fills that role at least in places that Jason Arnott did, and. That, that was a big role, you know. It was important. It was, you know, I could see him achieving that kind of potential yeah. with a, a, a deep playoff run if that was to happen. It's going to happen at some point. Yeah. Um, so he has an A, and uh, we rounded out the last two. O, uh, ODB, Nate Bastion, old dirty Bastion. He's out. Uh, you know, I like everything that Bastion does. Uh, he's again a really above average bottom six dude. Um, so I mean, I can't. I don't I I don't think that the Devils could really have expected the production and just again he feeds off Miles Wood mm-hmm. these dudes on the line you know even McLeod uh, who I, must be the last guy on this list yeah you know he's coming yet. up <laughs> yeah but like those three completely feed off each other and that's why this injury if it is any kind of long term and significant yeah I, I, it's not going to shipwreck the fucking Devils I'm not saying that but I do think it it is going to impact this team. Yeah, yeah, and um, that's the line that was just doing so well. You, know, you didn't see anything happen to it, um, especially because they can be uh, the kind of t- the line that surprises the other teams. Yeah. When the, you're you're looking at the Devils roster, you, you definitely look at the, those two lines. Uh, you know, they have Heeshear, that you know they have uh, Hughes, and you go, those, okay, these are have to prioritize. But then when you have this third line, this impact line, you know, working so hard, doing so well. Um, you know, that's something that most teams, they don't have an answer for. You know, I've only got one good checking line, maybe two. What am I supposed to do with this other line that can score from anywhere? That's the, what makes the devil so dangerous. Yep. I mean, uh, you know, teams always talk about, you know, rolling four lines. Devils do it effortlessly. Yep. And every, four, all four lines produce. And, you know, we're not even getting into the defense, which has just been outstanding. Well, and that's the other side of it, too, yeah. right? Because if you want to play teams that can roll four lines... If you want to roll four lines, they better be defensively sound. Exactly. There's so many teams that have offensively powerhouse lines that that suck on offense, and they can't play them uh, against the Devils' scoring lines, and you find out they're all scoring lines. 
You were, you know, totally. He has an A plus. Bastion gets an A plus on right. this. I, I can't disagree with that. Uh, Michael McLeod is the final one. Now, McLeod, you know, I, I like McLeod. Um, and he was, his face-offs last year was one of the like very few bright spots that this team was able to kind of hang their hat on. Right. He fell off a little bit at the end of the year, but I think by that time everybody was just fucking ready to go home. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I really think that he's extremely underrated um, when it comes to his face-off ability. And you see Ruff, he'll put him out there in certain situations. You know, this is, you know, even last season, you know, it's late in the third. You need a goal. You know, you got an offensive zone face-off. I, you, you know, you have all your skill guys out there. McLeod's out there to take that face-off. So the fact that Ruff believes in him and, you know, he had, uh, you know, because he was struggling to make the team a couple of seasons before he finally got in. And, right. uh, you know, I, I like those dudes that get in and, and say, you're not getting me out of this lineup. Right. They just you know? work too hard to get pulled yeah. out of the lineup. And you see it, you know, even this year with uh, Dawson Mercer. Yes. So he Very has an, similar. He has an A. Um, we're not, well, the next episode, we're going to go through the defensive grades according to uh, David Holliday from Pucks and Pitchforks. All right. So the lowest score on that was Jesper Boquist, a C minus. So we're going to get rid of him, right? He's gone. I guess so. Right. Sorry, you, you're off the island. Yeah. <laughs> you fucked up the curve. Yeah. All right. Uh, the lesser Jesper. The, Jesper the lesser. Yeah. So real quick before we wrap it up, let's uh, do go over our weekly game. So we got the, the Rangers. We have the Preds. We have um, the Flyers. Yes. All right. Hot take. Okay, so with this, I know what I want to see with the Ranger game. I want to see a dominant performance. I, I really do. To go Make into the, the Garden, Rangers, their bitch. Yeah, I mean, it, the more dominant, the better. You can dream, right? Of of shutouts and all that other stuff, of chasing the goalie and all. That. I mean, it just gets better and better. You think of the best case scenarios for the Devils. Realistically, what's going to happen with that? I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a good, hard, hard fought game. I hope I'm wrong. I mean, I said that. I didn't think that they were going to be able to dominate the Capitals the way they did. But I was pleasantly surprised. I think this game upcoming with the Rangers is going to be a close game. It's going to be the kind of game that's going to be decided by a goal. Uh, And looking at a 2-1, 3-2 game, something like that. You know, it's just a feeling I have. I don't know. Uh, And I would love to see an even more dominant performance. Uh, And they're definitely capable of it. So it's going to be exciting. And you're saying Devils win. Yeah, I'm really seeing okay. the Devils win. I'm, I'm looking at a 2-1 or 3-2 win uh, as the type of win that's most likely. I could be totally off on that. I'm going to say that if the Devils have a hiccup this week, it's going to be in Nashville. Um, but mm-hmm. I don't I don't think that's it, it's that's kind of a letdown game. It's kind right. of that. Coming off the big energy game with the Rangers. And, and you're sandwiched in between the Rangers and Flyers. It's kind of, you know, mm-hmm. so if they... The good news is they got three days right. to prepare. And I don't think that they are going to have a letdown. And they've given me no reasons this season to think that they are going to give us a letdown. No, but yeah. I, I, so if one was to happen, I'm going to say in Nashville, but I'm going to say they are going to take the next three. Yeah. And the Rangers and the Flyer games are going to be dominant. Devil wins. I, I really think that's possible. I would not bet against big money against that at all. I'm, I'm, just think it's going to be a little closer, 
then I would like to see that dominant performance you're predicting. I hope you're right. Well, either way, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Hell yeah. All right. So uh, that's it. I'm guessing we are going to wrap this up unless there's something else yeah. you would like to chat about, Dan. No, that looks pretty good to me. I think we, we should come back and uh, throw another one in here before the Preds game, kind of recap the Ranger game. And, uh, you know, that'd be cool. Hopefully there'll be some smiles. We'll talk. Yeah, so I'll smile if you want. We'll put I mean, this, uh, it doesn't so, matter. It's a podcast. So Somebody just see me smile. Uh, remember, if you guys want to reach us, uh, unclepuckers at gmail.com. We That's will right. read your emails online. Guys, we're all over social media. We you are. Find us um, on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. Where else? Um, Anywhere you look. We're likely there. Yes. Evie's not here to give us her, her little read. Right. We're places uh, but, we don't even know where we're at. Exactly. But yeah. on Wednesday, she will be here and she will... Uh, you know, give us that info. Uh, thank you to uh, our sponsor, Used to Bees, yeah. and uh, hopefully we'll get some more in on uh, in the future. So that's it. All right, everybody, puckers out. It's over, Johnny. It's over. <laughs> <laughs>